ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Welcome back to the MCU Reviewed. To me, this is a very, very special episode, as, as they all have been lately. We're just on a hot streak here, where we are in the MCU. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we talk about today's movie, I just want to say, uh, on behalf of the Geekiverse, thank you very much. If you tuned in to last week, we had Spider-Man Homecoming. We had a great episode. Uh, you've made it our most listened to ever episode. Uh, on podcast services. So thank you for downloading, for streaming, for sharing the link. We appreciate you getting involved with it. It means a lot to us. And hopefully this week we can even find a way to increase those numbers on top of it. So today, as I said, very special. We've got Thor Ragnarok. Oh boy, this one, this one is near and dear to my heart as it is for so many uh, Marvel movie fans. But for now, I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, the usual suspects. John Fick. John, we're ready to talk some Ragnarok. You're telling me Spider-Man Homecoming is our most listened to episode and there's 44 seconds of dead air because of the first time ever we had an issue recording. Of course. Of course that's the one. <laughs> of course that's the one that picks up steam. And my entire opening thoughts on the movie are just muted because OBS doesn't like me. That's cool. So that's if cool. you if you missed those, and you did, if you listened to it, the 44 seconds, you can hear what John is trying to say by watching the video version at YouTube. So youtube.com slash the geekiverse. Hey, we know that's not the best cross promo ever, but you can go check out no, what you missed from John's no, comments. That, that's not true. I just clipped it out. I, that, that audio doesn't exist. So I just re-uploaded it. doesn't exist? You, no, that didn't record at <laughs> oh, all. Oh, so I thought, I just, oh, no, I thought I went, you had it. Okay. No, okay. I, I, I went back and re-uploaded the YouTube. I just cut my dead air out. So it, I just basically transitioned from you asking to where, you know, opening thoughts and we just go right to JT. So if we could just cut this whole segment out where I said to go to YouTube. Okay, just kidding. Um, <laughs> JT, are you ready to talk some Ragnarok? Because holy crap, I am. Hey, I'm freaking excited. Uh, it was it was great. I felt so, like I watched it again for the first time. Loved it. Dude, every single time I see this movie, oh my gosh, it's just unbelievable. It's out of this world. Uh, it did so much for this character, for this franchise, and then took the MCU to an even greater level. Just two movies. Two movies ahead of Infinity War. Uh, we don't have Del Reed. I said last last week that you know I really assumed Del was going to be on the show. Del has a really good reason for not being here. He's in Disney. So it's okay. It's okay. You know, that's that's a forgivable offense. Del, not we bad. miss you, buddy. No, not at all. Uh, but the, the show here, the MCU Reviewed on YouTube and wherever you download podcasts is presented by Fantastic. Fantastic is a division of 26 shirts. Go to 26shirts.com. Check out all the merchandise that they have there. You'll find new shirts available just about weekly. Uh, proceeds from every sale go to a charity in need, uh, an individual in need, or family in need. Either way, you're helping out someone that truly needs the help. It's a community-minded company that has raised over $1.1 million for these uh, families and individuals over the years, and we're proud to be partnered up with them. So thank you, Dell and crew, for all that you do. Again, that's 26shirts.com. Boys, I... My goodness, we're going to talk a lot about this movie. So buckle up here. First impressions, I'm going to go right to John. Tell me your 101 on Ragnarok. The movie is just so much fun. I mean, it's just, it, they, they nailed it just like Guardians nailed it. It is a, uh, it's a comic book comedy through and through, which is crazy for the Thor franchise because take a look at our rankings. I'll flip over for the viewers here. Uh, the Thor movies are two of the bottom three ranked movies on this list, and that's not going to change, right? So the first two movies in the in, in the entry of this franchise didn't really sell us on the character, didn't sell us on Asgard, obviously, too much. 
things that are redeemable about them, go back and watch those episodes. But for the next one to come through and totally reinvent the vibe of this character, wh- what a great job by by Taika Waititi and, and that whole crew, man. It just It's such a fun movie. They did it without really rebooting everything, right? So right. They, they that's kind of... I mean, nothing comes to mind. This is unprecedented. So we've had reboots, right? Like Spider-Man, where we had Spider-Man, then Amazing Spider-Man, and then this version of Spider-Man in the MCU. Uh, even Star Trek, to a, a degree, comes to mind. This this is not that. This is a continuation of a series set within this crazy uh, MCU. And I, the the story there is insane to me. Chris Hemsworth was a big part of wanting to find a new direction for this character knowing very well his strengths as a comedic actor. And boy, did they nail it with Taika Waititi here. And I can't wait to see what we get from Taika in Star Wars eventually. But JT, initial thoughts on Ragnarok. I'm just going to give a little clap to Mr. Ty himself. He saved the Thor franchise, hands down. I mean, like, obviously bottom in the bottom three uh, as far as the other two movies. But, I mean, it's a comedy, great mix of uh, a good plot. And character development and the action along with that like i didn't i wasn't super excited to go into that movie i mean not to go too far ahead with the movie experience but i wasn't i didn't know what i was gonna get out of it but i walked out like holy crap like he saved thor <laughs> chris hemworth is like a good thor now like th- this is what we wanted so right. yeah i agree on john's point too like a good comic book mix along with the comedy so you know it was, it was great Right, and we we'd had flashes of this Thor. We we'd known that Thor could be this character. We talked about it in the first right. uh, the first Thor film, the the first episode of the of first Thor episode of this podcast. Um, there was there was more hints of that comedic uh, those comedic elements than we actually remembered going back and watching it. So those 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 hints and and the character that could be Thor was always there. So just shout out to Taika for just unlocking it and giving us something truly incredible. Honestly, I feel like he just kind of boosted Thor's and it, you know eventual um, development throughout the Infinity War and, and Endgame as well. Like it, it, if not for Ty, we wouldn't have the Thor we got in those two movies too. So it was right. just great all around, right. just amazing. JT, I could not agree more. There, I feel like he caught almost single-handedly Thor's character development and like the way these characters were viewed to a way that we looked at Iron Man and Cap. I know some people will think I'm crazy for saying that, but Thor is right in that conversation for me, if not above those guys, depending on the day. And that is because of Ragnarok and then where it goes in Infinity War, which was just mind-blowing to me. And then to take it a step further, even Endgame with another iteration of this character that just evolved. Um, so I just, just incredible foresight there by Hemsworth and co to go and really uh, correct the, the course with this character. And um, I, I just... I remember not being totally super excited for this movie, but it was the MCU, right? We had just seen Spider-Man and Guardians and the MCU's chugging along. We're getting Black Panther. We're getting Infinity War. So this was the one that I was like, eh, this might be kind of the break in between. But I could argue that it's the best possibly of the three movies. And if not, it's at least in the conversation for the three movies that came out in 2017, uh, which I never would in, in a million years guess that I would say that. So... Uh, Thor Ragnarok. Let's talk box office quick. Original Thor did $449 million US. Uh, Thor The Dark World did 644 Ragnarok gets to 854 So we see a nice scale there. 
no surprise, I think, as we've seen throughout uh, the past few weeks here of kind of the trajectory of these movies. And then, of course, things exploded after that when we got to Black Panther and Infinity War. But just good stuff all around. Do you guys remember your first viewing, going into the theater, what your expectations were, and then how you felt as you left? John? Absolutely. Um, So I, this was the first Thor movie that I have seen. So watching the MCU, we we talked about it. You can go back and and, listen to what I got hooked in the MCU and when that every movie that came out was a much watch for me. I never had interest in Thor when those films came out. You know, when when the first one came out and arguably from the second one, the MCU was still kind of an early idea, right? We knew we were getting all these cool movies, didn't really know what they would be, didn't totally fall in love with the franchise. Um, Thor Ragnarok was the first one that that I actually saw, period. I went back and watched the other ones in my lead up to Infinity War. Um, I remember when it first was announced, I'm like, okay, another Thor movie, another, you know, another one that I probably won't care about. And it wasn't until the trailer, which we're going to watch in a little bit that I'm like, oh, okay, they're, they're trying something here. There, there's a vibe here. The music, the, the, the colors and the, the, the splash logos, they're going for this aesthetic. Like, okay, something, something's going on here. And I remember watching some earlier reviews because I didn't see this movie, uh, the, at least the day it came out. I think it may have been opening weekend. I actually saw this, uh, in theaters by myself. I remember, I couldn't get Courtney to go with me. All my friends, if they went, they already went opening weekend or maybe they didn't have any interest. I saw reviews that were like raving about it. And on like a Sunday night, I just drove up to the, the AMC like super close to me and just saw it by myself. So I, super memorable for me because that was like one of the first times that I did that kind of as an adult. And now I love doing it. Big fan of going to movies by myself. Um, but yeah, that's that's my that's my run with this movie. It just it blew, blew me away. Didn't expect uh, didn't expect much from it from the announcement. The trailer had me interested. The reviews got me hyped, and I just remember the, um, the the credits of this movie are one are credits that I sit through every time because they're just absolutely gorgeous. I love the the artwork and the credits in this movie, but I just remember sitting there in the theater being like, "Yo, I just loved a Thor movie. This is insane." <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, JT, tell take us through your first experience with this. Yeah, I mean, so for me, I I feel like, and you talk about the numbers with the box office. A lot of that was just Infinity War hype, I think at first but then you know a lot of the reviews started coming out critically acclaimed what i said almost right like ty save save thor and i you know i waited a little bit to watch it i didn't go right away i didn't even go opening weekend i think i think i went the weekend after because i just wasn't as hyped for it right but i go in and i'd be completely mind blown like i literally remember looking at my brother my older brother and i go did they just do that like i think they did (laughs) like we just didn't know what to say to each other it was that good and, uh, you know, I, again, aesthetically speaking, like I loved, I loved a lot of the, I think all of us loved a lot of what Ant-Man had to show. And, and Doc, I think Dr. Strange, as far as like aesthetically, right? No, it was more Dr. Strange. I think all of us had, I love that. I think, I think Thor Ragnarok really hit it on the uh, nail on the head on it with that. Um, and then just as far as Hemsworth, like, he, I, I think I remember seeing interviews in the past that he, he felt ty was going to really fix and write the ships when it came to thor and he knew that a lot of people did not see dark world as, as well received and they all worked together to make it happen i was so shocked and pleasantly shocked obviously and we're happy leaving it so right I, I would say going back to my hype and like my expectations for the film too knowing that hulk was in it helped a lot too so in the early trailers and even like the casting and just you know the development of the film we knew that hulk was going to be a part of it and we'd heard heard a little bit about what that would look like and you know the the, the grandmaster and everything like that so like those little seeds got me kind of excited and, and the trailer did a lot for it too but not until i saw people like 
I'm super in tune with that kind of stuff, though. Their YouTube reviews of whatever. So I remember just watching that the opening weekend and just being like, all right, they did it. I'm in. I'm in. So I remember watching this trailer, and actually, the Geekiverse did a video on it. We did a kind of frame-by-frame frame sort of thing, and we had only done that for a handful of movies. But we really got it hyped for this, despite having that, that prerequisite with the first two movies. So that being said... Uh, seeing that there was a possible change in how we were going to look at Thor and how this movie was headed, um, I still had tempered expectations going into the theater. And I saw it opening weekend, I saw it, or opening night with kind of my crew. And um, going in, I was like, hey, this is fun. You know, we're, we're getting this movie. It's, it's, like I said, it's the break between what we just saw with some crazy movies with Guardians and Spider-Man as we get into 2018. Last Jedi was coming out in a month, so this was like my, my stepping stone. But I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. Probably more than... It's, it's the most, I'd say, that my expectations were ever different from how I felt leaving a theater for an MCU movie. A lot of times I feel like I'm kind of in tune with what I'm gonna get, regardless if I know what's going on or not in the film. This one... Not even close. I, I was laughing my ass off the entire time. We, my whole row couldn't believe that we were having this much fun at this movie. And it even says it right on the cover of the, the Blu-ray release. It says it's the most fun you'll ever have at a Marvel movie. And I think that that is 100% accurate. It's just, it's just man, I've, I have so many notes on this. I'm going to go like rapid fire towards the end of this. I'm, I am a huge fan, as we've talked throughout the MCU here, of comedy and these su not even just the in-your-face comedy but the subtle odds that you get from actors and actresses there's a lot of that that's going on here these guys are really really intelligent when it comes to how to work that in but we I, we left this movie and i instantly was like i i need to see this again and when it came out on blu-ray i will get to this later i i can't tell you how many times i watched this it's and i've watched all the extras i watched the commentary i watched uh, over and over again it's just it's Funny story about that too. I loaned this movie out to a few coworkers because the hype again was off the charts after it came out. And it's the first and maybe only MCU movie where Lauren said, Hey, where is your, our copy of, of Thor? I said, well, my, my friend Rich has it. She goes, yeah, we, we need it back. We have to watch it tomorrow night. That's never happened before with my wife. Like she's, she's always been like, yeah, like I got to twist her arm to watch movies. This, not at all. She was like, we need to watch Ragnarok again. So that's, that's kind of when you know you made it, I guess. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to, uh, I have one more thought here, but cue up the trailer if we don't have it already. Um, with the comedy in this movie, I think it could have potentially been done wrong. I think you can have comedy in movies that lessens the intensity and really lessens the, the severity and the, the impact. But it's so authentic here that I think it beautifully blends with the action and this, really the important messages that we do see in the movie. And I don't think it takes away from anything. But there are a lot of people out there who do not like the comedy in this movie, for, for better or worse. They say it's cheap, it's too marvelized is a term I've heard. And then I, I've... To take it a step further, I, I threw on, on the Geekiverse Facebook after uh, Black Panther came out, before Infinity War, uh, true or false, Thor Ragnarok is a top three MCU movie, which we'll find out later in the show, by the way, as we rank these movies. But I got a lot of either people like me who were like, oh my gosh, I love this movie, or no, I don't like the direction it went in because it's, it's not supposed to be a comedy. What do you guys say to that? It, to me, it feels like you're sucking the fun out of it. Like, just let us have fun with this movie. But it's a quality movie. 
And it really does more for Thor's hero and character development than anything else we've seen in his journey so far. So what do you say to that when there's there people are saying there's it's there's too much fun? So I feel they felt they needed to go a different way with it because of how ill-received the first two were, right? And to kind of speak to for me, no, I didn't think it was excessive or or, or ill-timed. I think one, the directing was great in the sense they knew when or and the writing. They knew when and where to place those those lines, right? Uh, and the acting. I mean, everybody knew. Uh, Ty did great with Korg. Obviously, uh, Chris did good with with Thor. Um, uh, Loki, uh, Tom Hiddleston does great with everything. He can just walk in a room and he's great automatically. Hulk, I mean, it, like Hulk was great. I mean, like and and but, but still that serious Hulk at the same time, like where he was kind of joking. There was still the the Hulk that we know there. With right, a little it was, bit of angry, situational right? comedy, right? It wasn't, you know, it wasn't it was all punchlines. Just the, the timing was everything. Like, if yeah. the timing was off, I think Joe, the, what a lot of people are saying, and what I guess review wise, they'd be right. But the timing, in my opinion, was perfect. And, and almost every scene and every uh, time the, the comedic line came up, I, I, I didn't feel anything was like, ah, oh, that was kind of corny. It was perfect. Like, you, the timing itself was perfect. It's 100%. Mark Ruffalo's best performance in, in the MCU. Like, this made me like Hulk even more than previous iterations. Yeah. This is my favorite Hulk. There's no doubt about that. So to, to speak to that, to, to for me at least, this movie isn't a superhero movie with comedic elements. This is a comedy. Like they're they are unabashed about the fact that this is a comedy. Every other scene is meant for comedic purposes. Like this is straight up a comedy. So I understand that complaint sometimes. I certainly don't agree with it. But you know, some of the Avengers movies or some of the more serious uh, Marvel movies, some of the origin stories. Like I've heard that complaint that oh, they've got some Marvel humor in there and it doesn't hit stuff like that. This this movie is is very clearly designed to be a comedy and it succeeds at that. So like. If you don't like funny movies, I get, all right, cool. You just, you didn't want to see Thor in a comedy, but like it landed. I, I know comedy is subjective, but if you, if you thought it didn't land, it's, I don't know, man, maybe watch it again. <laughs> that's what I think. I think if you don't like comedies, that's fine. But if, if you like comedies and or superhero movies, I, I find it hard pressed to find that you would have any issues with this film, but Hey, that's just me. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more later in the show. Uh, also, I should tease, uh, we are going to reveal, uh, last week on the show, I, I used my first snap. So throughout the MCU Reviewed, we each, uh, each of the three of us get three snaps, two movies that are touching. If we don't like how those movies are organized, we use a snap, we take a poll to Twitter, we let the Geekiverse community vote, and we try to change the order. So for me, uh, Spider-Man got up to the second spot last week. I had Guardians Volume 2 in the third. I tried to flip those. We'll see as we get to the end of the show if I was successful or not. Uh, you boys want to jump into the trailer for Ragnarok here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You guys got it ready? Go for it. Ooh. All right. Now I know what you're thinking. How did this happen? Well... It's a long story. Asgard is dead.
you brought today? Tell me. A contender. It's main event time. He's a friend from work. Oh, come on. So, like I said earlier, man, that trailer is just perfect to set up what this movie is. You've got the first opening splash of the Thor Ragnarok uh, logo, you've got these neon colors, so it's already a hugely different vibe from the first two Thor movies, which were very serious, lots of browns and reds, like a Gears of War game or something like that, like very different tone, you've got Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song just like kicking things off and getting you hyped up, you've got your Jeff Goldblum popping out of nowhere, like I know that we knew that from casting, but to see him in, char- like, in costume and character was awesome, and then you got your little Hulk scene and you get your comedic timing, man, like it was, it was perfect, and that was the first step to get me like on board with this movie this is a great iteration of what we're going to see in the movie like and that didn't happen a lot as we've talked throughout the mcu uh this this one was pretty accurate and it was a nice bridge from those last two movies to get us excited for ragnarok um i mean man looking at that the the hilarious leave off there is that you know they're they're friends from work right? right like that is oh i'm i'm ready to go and then honestly i think uh uh, Blanchett as Hella had me really intrigued. I wanted to know more about this character and, and see where they were going with this direction. And I mean, we'll talk about her performance, but she absolutely killed it. But um, the the colors, the the logo, every little bit of animation <laughs> in there, absolutely beautiful. This this nailed it. JT, what do you think? So when I, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, I thought I thought of the or after I watched the movie, I was like, just when I. You know that dumb and dumber scene between the two, and it was like just when I think you couldn't get any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. Like right. when I saw the trailer at first, I'm just I'm like, what the what are they, is this is this Thor? Like, I mean, do I even want this to be Thor? And then I watch it, I'm like, well, sh- well, well, goddamn, like right. you you totally you totally made it work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, totally redeem themselves. Is what I, I would could say. be misremembering uh, this, but I feel like after this trailer is when the term as Guardians of the Galaxy was coined. I think I remember I, people throwing that around there because it was very I, similar vibes yeah. to Guardians movies. Like, obviously, I know we get like people start talking about that more at the at the end of uh, at the end of Endgame and stuff like that. But I, I think right. people were like throwing that term as Guardians of the Galaxy around when this when this trailer and like the lead up to this movie came out. Could be wrong, but I think first, if if not then, absolutely when Ragnarok came out because of the comedy for sure. That was a thing well before they made it a, an actual joke in in Endgame, right? For sure. Um, how many times do you guys think you've seen this movie? I've I've got a crazy number in my head. Yeah, but I think it's accurate. I think I'm probably in like the seven to eight ish, maybe around floating around ten. If if we were to get crazy, I I've rewatched this a bunch because I really do like it. I I think I saw it in theaters twice, both by myself. I, I should add because I just such a fun experience if you haven't done it. But um, 
And then, yeah, once it came out, I remember watching it a few times. So, yeah, I, I would say like six to ten probably feels right for me. JT. Easily across the double digits. I mean, 12, 13, 14, wow. 20. Who knows? Double digits. <laughs> I'm definitely double digits for sure. This has got to be close to 20 for me. In the, the Seriously, I only saw it once in theaters. But when it came out on, on home video, man, we watched it so much. I So many people borrow this movie. And then I just, like, in between letting other people borrow it, I was watching it. And like I said, Lauren wanted to see it a few times. And this was a great... Um, it was a great fall asleep movie for me as well, um, despite all the action and hilarious shenanigans. So a lot of times throughout the MCU here, especially since we've gotten back together here on the Geekiverse, I've been watching these movies late at night. And admittedly, not because of the movies, but because of me, sometimes I struggle to stay up. So I'm just, I'm tired. It's been a long day. It's extra late. This one, I plan to like maybe go to bed halfway through and then continue today. I had to keep going. And then I not only stayed up and watched the whole thing, but I started watching extras on it. So nice. like that just this, this movie, man. Um, okay. So there's no shortage of really good selections here. I'm not going to go first. I think we all maybe have someone in mind, but favorite non-title character for Thor Ragnarok I think we would all pick the same one, so I'm not going to go first. But whoever wants to go rock, paper, scissors, take a character. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I got to go Korg. I, I just, I love, I love everything rock, about Korg. Like, Ty obviously plays him, and he's quirky. He's funny. The comedic timing was amazing. So um, he, like, Every line he has is just great. Piss off, They're, ghosts. Like, it's the best line in the movie. <laughs> it's the best off. line in the movie. The kick is hysterical. Every time I think of it, I, like it could just be in the middle of Dude, nowhere. Just I mean, it, piss you off, go ghosts. back to the end. He's just so, and it's funny too. Like, so I I watch a lot of gaming streamers on Facebook. Like a lot of people watch them on Twitch. One streamer I watch is Nova. And he is from New Zealand, where Ty is from. And that's where that accent comes from. And Nova sounds just like Korg. So this streamer, when I go on a stream one day, I'm like, why am I hearing Korg? I must have just clicked <laughs> it by accident through the gaming you know, catalog or whatever. And I, I commented on it. I was like, dude, you sound just like uh, you sound just like Korg. And he's like, yeah, Ty used to live like a mile away from my, my hometown. I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh. Awesome. It was just random, you know. But uh, Maybe they're close. I, uh, Korg. I know, right? Who knows? Uh, Korg all the way. I mean, it, like I, everything about him is just funny, hilarious. He, like, w- what a perfect fit! I would have never thought a random character like that would be such such an integral part to the movie. Um, I, I feel like I, I, you guys are going to have your own as well. But almost every non-titular character they they had some serious development throughout the movie. It was just. I don't know where to pick. I, I go Korg because he's funny, but like everything was so good. Everyone was so good. Did you so did you guys ever watch Flight of the Concords? Nope. Well, there's a character on that show named Murray Hewitt. And before knowing that Taika was involved with this, that's who I thought it was in theaters. And so did my sister who watched it. So you, you'll have to check it out. Uh, gosh, the, the actor's name escapes me. But they same thing from New Zealand. They sound very similar. And oh, my gosh, it was it was just it's so well done by Taika. Do you guys ever watch the um, the the intro, the director's intro? They started doing this uh, maybe around Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, where on the on Disney Plus you can watch it, but on the the 
home release. Uh, there's like a, a two minute intro from the. Out again? Oh no. He did. It's <clears throat> a brutal night, man. His favorite one, too. He's probably so pissed. I know. Second. I did it. I stood. I don't think I stood Apple Watch, but all right. All right, I'm back. You're back? All right, I didn't stop recording. I'm back. Um, all right, cool. You froze right <laughs> when you started talking about the extra features. If, so have you guys ever watched the, the intros to these movies where uh, the director gives like a two-minute spiel? Nope. You need to watch it. It's They're all great, but Taika in particular is hysterical. He basically talks about like, this movie is part this and part that. And it's just like six movies that have nothing to do at all with the genre that are nothing like it. And then he talks about disappointing his parents. Um, he's like, I'm sorry, mom and dad. I got Thor Ragnarok. I know you wanted me to be like JJ Abrams who got Star Wars. Well, I didn't. Okay. It's just, it's so funny. It's so good. Take, take the time out to watch it. Um, and he's like, so he's like, well, what is the movie about? It's about Thor and Ragnarok. It's just, it, his timing, it's man. He's, he's hysterical. He's not wrong. Uh, John, let's go to you next for a favorite non-title character. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I would go with Hulk and Banner, man. I thought they, uh, I thought that was such a good compliment to this movie, and it was almost a necessary evil in a, in a film where we're, we're fighting for Thor's character, right? Do we, do we care about Thor in a standalone film? Because we really haven't since uh, at all, right? We, we've enjoyed his characters in, in the Avengers team-ups and stuff like that, but can Thor hold his own you know, with a, a proper movie. Um, we had hoped that he would regardless with Taika and with the new tone and stuff like that, but I think Hulk does a really good job just balancing it out. It's the the relationship between Hulk himself and Thor is so much fun in the, that, that first couple of scenes when, they, first of all, they're fighting and the, the reveal, like, oh, we're, I, I, he's a friend from work, like such an iconic line. And uh, when they go back in, like, the chambers and they're having, those, like, you know, their angry conversations and Hulk starts laughing at him for walking through the barrier. It's like, it's just... It's so good. I think that uh, I think that Ruffalo does such a good job as Hulk, and I think this movie is really what kind of defined Hulk. Like, so we had a Hulk movie, not really related to Ruffalo's Hulk at all. I, I, obviously, it's the it's the origin story, and there's plenty plenty there. But Ruffalo really obviously has to invent this Hulk, and I think this is the movie where he really does that. I think he invented Banner in Avengers, and we got to understand that character. But Hulk really was just Smash in Avengers, right? Like, Hulk really was just a, a wrecking ball. This is the film where we really, even in Ultron, I think you got a lot of that, too. Got a little bit of the, you know, like, uh, Nat being able to, to bring him down and stuff like that. But there wasn't much Hulk development. You didn't really figure out, like, all right, what's going through Banner's mind when he is Hulk? Is there anything going through Banner's mind when he is Hulk? Or are they two separate people? And so we get a lot of clarity in, in that situation in this movie. I, I almost think it's fair to say that Hulk's character has more development than Thor's, right? Like, we, we learned so much about how Hulk and, and Banner, you know, coexist in the same body in this movie. And obviously, it sets up right. a very interesting path for, for what's going to happen for Banner and Hulk in the future. But um, it just, yeah, I thought, I thought the, the way they used Hulk and Banner as a comedic character just worked so perfectly in this movie. And they had a great overused term, buddy cop, but it, it was a great buddy cop movie. As a I result, just, oh, go ahead, JT. I just wanted to double down on that real quick with John. The the raging fire scene when, when Hulk is talking about his fire is so big, and Hemsworth. Literally, I I know I don't know for sure. I guess they could ask it had to be. 
That was an improv laugh, dude. He when he laughed, I died. I was yeah, like, dude, so- I, I forgot about it. But he's just like, what? <laughs> like it was perfect. And, and he didn't respond. Uh, he didn't keep arguing. He was like, I'm not gonna no, keep arguing. He just, he just, like, he just laughed. He just laughed and shook his head like yeah. that. I think he probably like looked at Ty in the background. I was like, really? Right. <laughs> like, it, just, it was just perfect. Oh my god. It. You can tell when there's like there's a there's a good chance that was improv and that, that felt like it. Yeah, An- absolutely. Another moment I felt that was not necessarily scripted was uh when it's a little bit later in the movie and uh thor and valkyrie and banner are kind of discussing their plan and loki's sitting off in the corner and thor's talking about the snake i i lose it every time every time that he says he picked it up to admire it (laughs) are you kidding me are you kidding me that feels like every time that feels like taika though that feels like like perfect like taika comedy though I picked it up, you know, to admire. admire it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I love how he goes, uh, he, he tells that Loki, like, basically goes, Pyaw! like, and changes form. But when you, it flashes to Tom Hiddleston quick, and he's smiling, and he looks like he's laughing on the inside. I, I don't think that that was part of the, I think I think he was just sitting there and laughing at Laughing Hemsworth. at the scene, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There's so much of that genuine comedy throughout. Uh, you get, You guys picked amazing characters, like, just spot on. I totally agree with both of you. For me, I'm going to pick um, Hella in, in Kate Blanchett's performance. I think we say, or at least I say this every time we get to a new movie, but I feel like that movie's villain is the second best one almost uh, to <laughs> Thanos because I feel like I can't put anyone above Thanos. But I'd be hard pressed to say anyone is better than her. And I was hoping that they would kind of spin back to her in some way, shape or form in infinity war or Endgame. It's, it's fine that they didn't. Cause those were, they're great with the storylines they chose, but I loved her character. I loved the family dynamic, right? I love star Wars. So I love every time that, you know, heroes and villains are related. It seems like, but this was done really well because we, John talked about insight into understanding Hulk's character, in dynamic with banner a little bit or how we talked about um, such development for Thor in this movie. I felt like there was a lot of development, believe it or not for Odin's character as a result of Hela and the family dynamic and even the relationship between Thor and Loki. Like this is the closest they've ever been despite all of their, their bookend opposite points of view on things. And I thought that, she was almost the glue that tied a lot of that together. Every time she's on screen, I was totally glued to it. And she, she usually had the more serious tone for the movie. She had her humorous moments, but uh, that was great. The battle with Thor towards the end of the movie was really great. Every, every bit of dialogue that she delivered was delivered with purpose and presence. And I, I was such a fan of it. And you know, who doesn't love Kate Blanchett, but it, it was great uh, to see her, really take this this to a new level and hey it was also great to see her and carl urban in a way reunited as they you know from the lord of the rings trilogy some alumni there so i i gotta go with hella i think she was amazing uh, i love hella. that choice and she uh told i think that was ty's intent right like she was definitely the yin to the yang when it came to the comedy uh and, and the more serious part of it i, I man I, I, we could talk about this for hours like this movie's so good i just can't i uh i don't love hella but like i barely don't love hella i think it's a really good villain i don't think it's great i just i don't know every time i watch this movie first time watching it rewatching it every time since then 
I'm just like, I don't want to go back to Asgard. No, no, no. Let's stay. Let's stay with the fun stuff. No, I don't want to go back there. I, Heimdall, you're cool. I get what's going on here. It makes a lot of sense. That's where they have to have the final flight. But I don't want to be here. I want to go back to the give me the pink and the, the green. That was better. So Hela, it doesn't it doesn't land for me completely. Uh, I, I think she does a great job in her performance. I just think it's a little bit. I don't even. I guess I don't even know what really I dislike about it because I, I don't think I dislike anything about it. I just doesn't. It's just not what brings me to this movie. When I rewatch Thor Ragnarok, that's not what I want to see. It's it's a perfectly fitting villain and a perfectly great you know final battle and a good reason to pull obviously Loki and Thor to where they end up and where they you know to obviously the final battle and and like you said, it gives Odin a great character arc. But to me, I. I was more interested with the backstory, and now that we have, we have we have a little bit more um, backstory for Asgard and you know how they got their riches and stuff like that. I didn't necessarily care that Hela was involved in that. I just wanted to know a little bit more about Asgard. I, it's just I guess this is just very much like a to each their own type thing where it's just it didn't she didn't do it that much for me. I just wasn't that interested in her character, and I never really wanted to be back on Asgard with her. I always wanted to be back with the, with our main characters and having fun over there. But you know that's me. She's. She's very much the tour guide when it comes to narrating the history of Asgard. And I did love all of that. And it was like, oh, gosh, Odin's not this great benevolent king, right? And, oh, man, Thor and Loki are messed up. Well, their dad was an interesting character. You know, as much as he seemed like a great guy later in life, we know that history now. And it's like, it's really interesting to think of that history to me of uh, Asgard. Now, John, I, I see what you're saying and not wanting to go back to Asgard, but that's that's how I felt in like Dark World. I was like, oh gosh, I don't even I don't want to be in this movie. But uh, with with Ragnarok, to me, I, I liked it. I thought it was balanced. Yeah, oh. and I guess saying I don't want to go back to Asgard wasn't really right. That's just kind of setting. I don't want to go back to the Hela conflict. I want I want to stick with what's going on over here. I, I love this relationship with with Thor and Hulk and Valkyrie and and Jeff Goldblum like they're just such strong characters and like they they set this tone I'm having so much fun over here I like I don't want to go back to that conflict I know we have to and you know it was it was good enough but it wasn't it wasn't why I watched this movie not even close I would say I, you got a point there from my perspective too this is not I never think of her when I initially think of Ragnarok I always think of the ridiculous comedy and the even the funny moments between Thor and Loki like you can go down so many rabbit holes with it but I'll say once I get there, she enhances it for me. But um, that being said, I more than maybe any other movie we've had so far on the MCU reviewed here on the Gigaverse, I don't know what I'm going to pick for that moment of the movie because there's so many to choose from. Uh, there was tons of comedy. There were a few serious moments, a few uh, bonding moments between some of our characters. Uh, I, I've kind of got a few circling in my head, but I don't know if I want to go first. Do either of you have a moment or a quote, something in your head that kind of sticks out above the rest? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I'll go first. So that's cool. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stick away. From, I think one of you guys are probably going to go with a comedy moment. So I'm going to stay away from that. And I'm going to go with the Valkyrie attack in the past uh, when all the Valkyrie oh, died, except for, for yeah, the flashback uh, with Hela. Um, I love that was a beautiful scene, wasn't it? I mean, uh, you know, cosmetically speaking, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it, again, a little more back history into into the previous stuff at Asgard with Asgard, I guess, and 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 with the Valkyries and what they're about. So, and it kind of spoke to her development as a character. I think we're going to see more of that with Thor: Love and Thunder coming out too. So, um, I, yeah, that was just a beautiful scene. Loved it. 
Yep, that's a good one. That's one that that when, when I think about those Asgard scenes or the Asgard flashbacks, that's kind of the, my favorite part is learning about the Valkyries and you know that character because I think she's an awesome character and continues to be in the MCU to see where she came from and you know that another like un, unsung hero in this this movie in terms of like new characters and story are actually absolutely incredible. Um, right. mine I'll go with a uh, little hanging fruit for me at least and one that I already I already referenced uh, the just the 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 scene after Hulk and Thor's fight when they're in Hulk's dressing room or whatever you want to call it and they're just like hanging out and they're just hashing it out and you can just see their both of their anger and frustration and, and just the way they you know talk about past events on Earth and you know and I love the double line from Thor it's like I don't even like Banner Hulk's always been my favorite and to get that payoff later he's like ah Hulk's I don't like Hulk Banner you're always my favorite like it's so you know that's great but it was it, it was almost like you could tell that that was gonna happen like right, you're setting something up here because this is like way too funny um just the right. j- j- just their their relationship in that scene is just like what made me realize that like man these two guys on on screen together are something I'm I'm really here for. When Banner says later on, you're just using me to get to Hulk. That's gross. I love that line. <laughs> That's gross. And Hemsworth's his That's delivery. Gross. Hemsworth's delivery of the line, I prefer you, as he says it the second time. <laughs> he almost just... can't get it out because he, he's like, is he going to remember? <laughs> That's good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, great moment. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm about to talk to com- about comedy to death in, in Joe's notes here. So I'm going to go with a serious moment for my moment. It's uh, the Odin death scene. I, I love the moment there. The, the movie gets somber and quiet for a bit. The strings in the background really encapsulate the beautiful uh, visual surroundings that we've got on that cliff. And it's a precious moment between Odin, Thor, and Loki as he's kind of telling him, my time's coming to an end. Buckle up because you have a sister and she's about to cause some some crap. But um, it's just some good advice and fatherly stuff there. And I love that Thor kind of tells Loki, Hey, lift your spell. But Loki shakes his head. Like he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want his dad to be upset regarding their mother. Uh, but his dad says, I've, I, it, it was a good spell essentially, but I, you know, I got out well, of it a long time ago. I had a different vibe from that. I, I got a vibe that was Loki was saying like, no, this isn't me. Like I'm not doing this. He's, so he's I got, it. that's my other line of thinking with it. But my natural instinct went to my first my first thought was that I'm not doing this because I don't want him to see it. Mm. But I 100% see what you're saying, John. Yeah, I totally get that. So I, I'm not sure which way was intended, but either, either way it works the, kind of the same way, right? It does. Um, the way he kind of passes away there, and then Thor, you see his emotion come out as is the the clouds come in. All of that, and then they meet Hella. All of that—that that sequence is just amazing to me. So I, you know, I'm going to go with that. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, rapid fire here. I'm going to run through these because I have more notes than even even the Guardians movies. I'm going to f- just fly through these. I know, I know, it's crazy. You guys thought Guardians was my baby, but this might be it. I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, guys. The movie starts out amazing. Thor says. Soda, son of a bitch. Oh, oh my God, gosh. It's so good. <laughs> they set the tone. They know what they're doing. He they know what they're doing. <laughs> right the away, I'm like, no, wait, wait. <laughs> the whole sequence between Thor and Surtur is his, uh, hysterical. Him calling it uh, a tiara and sort of going, <laughs> it's a crown. And then that was a big eyebrow. Thor, <laughs> yeah. Thor playing it back and saying, 
no, your house. And he goes, a mountain. Just the <laughs> stupid little words Just that he got wrong. Messing with him. So good. So good. Uh, I'm going to have a constant theme throughout this, and I'm going to call it cliche, but it's hammer time. So the hammer cinematography is the best it's ever been early in the movie when not only is he wielding it like a, a prequel lightsaber, but when he flings it around in the circle and it's just hitting him one by one. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Like, right. I feel like I never understood Mjolnir better than I did here. I, like you, you can think about it, but like, there's a lot in this movie where that is almost a character in itself. They nail the combat with Mjolnir, and it's like I think Rashawn said this in the uh, in both Captain America: The First Avenger and then the um, Winter Soldier episodes, where he said that he didn't throw the shield enough in the first one, and then he's like, he finally threw the shield enough, and we finally understand the physics of the shield and why this is such a cool weapon. They very much did that with Mjolnir here. Like they're they're going back. There's some cool scenes with Mjolnir in the first two Thor movies, but like they really define what this thing can do, and they really made it a lot of fun. Yes, there was. Sorry, no, no, you guys, your pronouncing of that hammer is amazing. Both of Mjolnir? you, I, I, I'm shocked. Stop saying it. I can't. Even, <laughs> I can't say it. Really? <laughs> meow, meow. You guys are shooting. meow meow. That's all I say. I can't say it. Meow. Again, mule, mule, animal, mule. Near. Near. There you go. You just got it. You just did it. One Good job, time. JT. Like, well, because Joe said it first, I'm like, oh, damn. And then John said, it, I'm like, well, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> there's me. There's me like. Pronunciation lessons with the Geekiverse. That's great. Shocked oh, my about, gosh. Okay, sorry. Sorry. No, I never wrote something stupid. But. <laughs> Josiah says it, and JT goes, what? Then John says it, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, guys, the shake weight with Scourge. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the shake weight. It's hysterical. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Was, that whole scene was so good. But Des and uh, Troy, right? Like, just so good. Together, they destroy. Um, oh, my gosh. The, the shake weight kills me every time. And him, his focus, that he, he's trying to show off to these women that he is a shake weight from Texas. Right? Like, hysterical. Yeah, even just, um, like, the opening delivery of that. Behold. My stuff. That, that gets me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carl Urban. I love in this role, by the way. Uh, good timing on his part. Comedy is going to be a theme throughout these notes here. Uh, when Thor arrives and flies down the road. And he just like trudges along slow speed because he's, he can't fly. Right. So he's got to get there because he's got to announce Thor. And that kills me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, the whole reenactment of Loki's death scene in Dark World with Matt Damon, by the way, and another Hemsworth is priceless. Uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, is that Matt? Is that Hemsworth? I was losing my mind. The, my favorite part about this scene, there's many, many parts, is when he dies and the choir starts singing. That's the exact score that plays in Dark World. Oh my god! It's the it's it's the song, and they're just voicing it. Of Are you it kidding is. me? It's yeah, ridiculous. Awesome. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> when they hit those high pitches, man. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins doesn't get enough credit for this scene, by the way, because he's basically playing two characters. He's playing Odin as Loki. Yes, he's playing. And, he's, he's playing Loki, playing Odin, which is always so much fun. I love when movies try to do that. When he says, "Oh shit," 
because you've never heard Anthony Hopkins <laughs> say anything close to that in any movie. I would I would think right. you're like, oh my gosh, did he certainly, just swear? Certainly haven't seen Odin say that. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> yes, maybe fair point. We haven't seen Odin say that. Uh, hammer time again. When the the whole sequence again is great when Thor is calling him out. But when he threatens Loki and starts placing it on his chest and Loki's like starting to panic, I feel that. Oh, yeah. The weight. Yes. Uh, that, just, just to go back to Hammer Time, the one I felt the weight is when that opening scene is when he put it in that monster's jaw and just dropped it. Dude, that was sick. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. an underused mechanic from Thor, man. You can just place that on things and you're just you're good to go. Just toss it on Thanos' left <laughs> foot and you're easy. <laughs> easy money. <laughs> Dude's stuck. <laughs> That's very, very true. (laughs) Good luck. Um, So when they arrive in New York, uh, and Loki says, I'm not a witch, and Thor says, then why did you dress like one? (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect humor between him and... (laughs) Yeah. Um, Thor say... The selfie with Thor with the girls is great because it's such a good selfie picture of Hemsworth, but him saying... That it was a mutual dumping is one of my favorite lines throughout. It was a mutual dumping. Stop it. Really good. <laughs> uh, possibly my absolute favorite line. If I had to rank these, it's this the the scene between him and Doctor Strange. And he says very sarcastically, yet not confidently, you could have sent an electronic letter. It's called an email. Strange <laughs> says, do you have a computer? And he says, no, what for? <laughs> I spit my drink out of the theater. I couldn't believe he just said that. <laughs> It's so the MCU does a nice job with Thor and Captain America, especially Cap early on with being out of place with things, just oh, not yeah. understanding societal norms. So Thor would really have not a, a, a great recollection of what an email is or why he needs a computer to send one at the least. And Cap, like an Avengers says, I understood oh, that reference, right? right. Like they're, they're constantly they're, they're fighting to, to find their place. I love the, the awkward moments there. Um. Again, hammer time. Love the hammer as an umbrella. As Thor's got it, dis- you know, disguised as an umbrella. It's it's hysterical as it's just destroying all of Doctor Strange's things as it's on its way back. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the the Loki and Thor brotherly moments throughout. We already talked about it a little with Loki shaking his head. However, we interpret it that uh, him also saying. I'm honored to Thor when Thor says that he, he was frustrated that he mourned his death. I think Loki was being genuine there right. when he says I'm honored. And that's, that's a nice least. thing. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. He, yeah. He probably came across as sarcasm, but you know, there's a hint of uh, reality there. I think there is. Uh, and then of course, later in the movie, jumping ahead, we get, get help, which released as kind of like a, a clip on social media before the movie came out. And, no matter how many times I see it coming, it's it's hysterical when Loki actually hits all the bodies every time. <laughs> like he tosses a dummy. It's so funny. It's Thor basically right on it. Once his body hits, like every time, it's so good. It's like something out of Three Stooges. It's incredible. Um, hammer time again. We talk about how powerful the hammer is and how you have to be worthy to to wield it. Hella destroying it speaks volumes to how powerful this character is. One of those moments that I wish wasn't in a trailer because it definitely was, but I understand we had a lot to sell on Thor and a lot to sell on Thor Ragnarok and obviously Hela's character. So I wish that was something we didn't get in a trailer, but you know. Yeah, I hear you. What uh, 
I wanted to ask you guys a question on this one. So the the Warriors three. I've had people get into discussion with me, especially on social media, of course, who really have a problem with the way their death was handled. So when Hela gets to Asgard and basically takes him out right away, to me, I couldn't care less. They, as prominent as they may have been in the first two Thor movies, is not the point of this movie that we're getting away from what didn't work with those movies, so it's almost symbolic. I don't know. How much do we really care about these characters anyway? You can talk about comic history. That's different. This is its own thing. The MCU is its own timeline here. I Did you guys care about that at all? Like, I had no ounce of caring at all. No, as somebody who's this no. was his first Thor movie, that didn't obviously didn't affect me at all. But going back and, you know, watching mm-hmm. the other first two and realizing that they were, you know, pre-established characters, I'm like, oh, I saw them die. That was cool. But not that. I couldn't care less. I, I saw that that happening as a literal middle finger from Ty to the to Dark the rest World. Of it. Like, yeah, right. He was like, Haha, we're done. Bye. See you later. <laughs> I mean, literally, he just right. I, I didn't mind it. The same people complaining about that are the same ones that didn't want a comedic Thor movie who just want like this comic book accurate Thor movie, right? Like, 100%. Right. 100% the same people giving crap about that were like, this This shouldn't be a comedy. Yeah. Yep. There's a Don't lot of Thor comics out there, I assume. You can read those. They're out there, man. Yeah, that's fine. Have fun with it. I'm just going <laughs> to love me some Ragnarok over and over and over again. Uh, Hela gives this great speech on who she is and why she's there. And the immediate reaction is... <laughs> Whoever you are, whatever you've done, it's just, it's great. She's like appalled that someone could just ask that after giving that speech. Uh, The movie also does a really good job of establishing all of our main characters as really powerful. Uh, Thor tosses people like they're a football and he's Josh Allen. Uh, Valkyrie throws a guy really far, so she's super strong. Uh, Hela takes a sword right through her back and it doesn't really affect her. Right. crushes that one guy's skull in the close-up in the camera and takes down those aircraft on Asgard. Like, does a really good job of making them feel powerful with weight as opposed to to being shallow, I think, in most cases. Not to mention while she's taking down the entire Asgardian army, right? Like, those are just up there. I'll pick those off, too. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying here. Like, a, a very good job of setting the rules. Like, guy, this isn't Earth. We're talking about gods here. Like, there's, there's a lot going on. It's not just it's not just hand-to-hand combat where Captain America's a little stronger and a little faster. Like, no, these are literal gods. Like, Thor is one of many, right? That's the point here, is that mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he's kind of the guy we know, but, yeah, a lot of other people that we see on screen can do the same thing, which is a little scary if they've got bad intentions, which they do. I'm going to say it probably a hundred more times throughout the, the rest of the show here. Um, I've every moment feels like my new favorite moment. I don't know if that's recency bias or what, but I don't care. Maybe they're just all my favorite on the, the ride when Thor gets to Sakaar and it's like a Disney ride almost, right? Like you're, you're taking it through and they're giving you a history on what's going on there. And at the end of it, Thor's scream is priceless. <laughs> just the, in the reveal that he's just in a room not moving at all. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, good. It's so good. Um, taking a quick break here to thank you if you're watching on youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or listening wherever you stream your podcast. We appreciate you. As always, the MCU Reviewed is presented by Fantastic, a division of 26 Shirts, 26shirts.com to check them out and get involved in what they're doing for the community. Um, Korg. Says you don't need to be afraid of, of unless you're made of scissors. Great little line there. Thank you, Taika. 
Uh, right after that, hey, Doug. Oh, just our luck. Doug's dead. Like the whole <laughs> Doug thing throughout is is wonderful. Bye, new Doug. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what Doug used to say. Uh, the in the vault on Asgard, the f- the fake Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Interesting. It's almost but that, like, the, they had to kind of do something with that since in the first Thor movie, there's just the Infinity Gauntlet with all five stones sitting in it. Like they had to kind of almost had to, you know, rewrite that. For sure. But also the real Tesseract, right. of course, which has real consequences as we get, you know, a movie and a half later on in the timeline. Uh, in the jail, thro- Thor throwing a rock through Loki's face and Tom Hiddleston's blank expression is great. Um, as John mentioned earlier, piss off, ghost. Oh, he's freaking gone. Great line. <laughs> so good. Thor's entire dialogue on women warriors when he's talking to Valkyrie. <laughs> Just backpedaling the whole time. It's so good. It's so awkward. Oh, my gosh. He nails it. Do you have the exchange uh, with, with Korg in the same scene? Because that's one of my favorites that I, I need to talk about. Go for it. Dude, that, so I, I think, just like you, I think I said that the piss off ghost is my favorite line in the movie, but maybe this one gives it a run for its money when they're talking about Mjolnir and, and how he flies on his thing, and he, he's explaining it. <laughs> and the hammer goes, rode you on your back. <laughs> he's like, the hammer rode you on your back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The hammer pulled you off. <laughs> that line right there just kills The hammer me. pulled you off. The hammer pulled you off. That one gets me every time, man. So those are my two cork moments where I'm just like, I can't, dude. Every time I watch this movie, I lose it with those two. I'm going to pull you off. He's the, the three-prong stick. He goes, it's pretty useless unless you're trying to defeat three vampires huddled together. Huddled together. <laughs> what? Just picture that visual. It's so good. Taika Waititi, what, what we do with the shadows? Have you guys seen the movie? I just keep meaning to, but I have not. No, every, I, every time someone brings it up, I throw it out on a short list and I just never get to it. To. Dude, we, we bought it a few years i think it came out a few years before ragnarok came out because we loved jermaine clement from flight of the concords well jermaine and taika are they run that movie and if you love taika any bit you will love that movie because he's got a lot of camera time and his humor and his accent perfect uh we already talked about uh he's a friend from work that's pretty great um when thor's about to to cut his hair i think it's kind of funny that the way he screams no is arguably more intense than when Thanos snaps the gauntlet. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm kind of kidding on that one. Um, they, when they're announcing that the Hulk is coming to the arena, they call him incredible. Nice little tie. Of I course. Love, I love when like big universes like this that have like a pretty grounded approach to their characters finally like give the title to those characters. Like we saw it with Scarlet Witch and stuff like that. Like he's got his proper title. That's awesome. I could not agree more. Um, Thor getting the Loki treatment from the Hulk as he's flipping him around the arena and Loki just being totally into it. I mean, in my theater, I wouldn't say it was a packed house like you'd see for like an Avengers movie, but it was pretty full. And during that scene, everybody before we got to Loki knew instantly. It's so recognizable the way he was flinging Thor around. When Loki shows up and is freaking out, everybody was like Erupted. clapping just man these moments these are these moments i missed from the theater i can't wait to get back to them here next week uh next week buddy man we're almost there holy crap that's mm-hmm. insane mm-hmm. uh i like seeing heimdall in action i know we don't really we we're talking about not really caring about asgard but that's another reason like that's another 
a relatively prominent character that I felt like it was good for us to see that because it also makes his scene early on in Infinity War that much more meaningful to me because we've seen that he can kick ass kind of thing. Yeah, um, I would have just for me, someone who only watched uh, Thor Ragnarok before seeing Infinity War, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think I rewatched the first two bo- until Endgame was coming out. So that, that mattered a lot for me going into Infinity War, especially that opening scene. Like I would have had no basis for Heimdall. So I'm glad they, they gave him some development in this. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you guys uh, referenced this as well. The the sequence with Thor and Banner going back and forth, or Thor and Hulk, I should say. Uh, Thor says, we call you the stupid Avenger. And of course, Hulk responds with, you're tiny Avenger. <laughs> um, top five moment in comedy, in subtle, subtle yet not so subtle comedy. Uh, Hemsworth le- finding a way to awkwardly lean on the post <laughs> as Valkyrie walks in. I feel like we've all been there. So good. Just his man, Hemsworth, next level stuff there. Uh, Thor throwing the ball against the wall only to get hit. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, mostly serious quotes of the movie when he says, I run towards my problems because that's what heroes do, even though he kind of <laughs> takes himself out there. Uh, on the ship, it's hysterical. On the Quinjet, that strongest Avenger is Hulk's. Now, and that that's. Iron Man, it's Tony Stark having a presence in this movie without even being here. Right. Just and then Thor being referred to as Point Break. If you aren't familiar, Google Point Break, and you will it will blow your mind. It's hysterical. I never understood that when I when he first called Thor Point Break early on in Avengers. Um, I but if you Google it, it's it's insane. Um, Natasha's video. So this is a powerful moment, not a funny moment. Very emotional. Really catches us up and and shows us how much she means to Banner and the Hulk and really how much he beat himself up over it. Like it's intense right. seeing that, that video there. Um, Banner in Stark's clothing is again, another RDJ thing, but my gosh, is it great? And he says, Tony wears his pants so tight. And he says for a disguise, no, we got a good thing going on here. Tony and the gypsy. Just great. I love the electronic music throughout this movie. I love the score. Like, again, that's another way that kind of takes this apart from the, the other uh, four movies. But whether it's uh, Goldblum's character playing on the keys there or just the constant techno music throughout, I feel like that really blended well with the the graphics. Right. That movie. was that was part of the vibe and the aesthetics. And like, yes, we had like Led Zeppelin, which you know got us pumped up and kind of set the tone for the overall, I guess, like theme of this movie. But yeah, the, that electronic score and that the, this was like one of the the few movies I can say in the MCU is like this specific movie, not just Thor himself, like has its own theme. Like that, the, like the Thor Ragnarok theme is so so good, and it's used like in a, a lot of different ways. Really, really well done. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Music's so powerful in these movies, and they they used it to its advantage here. Uh, almost done with these guys. Almost there. Uh, when Thor says the name of the team is the Revengers, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what were the Revengers? Uh, Thor throwing the bottle at Loki to see if he's really there and that it actually hitting him kills me every time. Uh, when Banner is there and clearly he's got some issues with Loki because of all the psychological stuff they went through in the Avengers movie. Uh, he asks Loki if he's on their side or if he's tr- he's going to kill somebody. And Loki darkly says, it varies from moment to moment. Banner's face there? Oh my gosh! Oh, that look. That look was amazing. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo kills it with that. Just the... 
Uh, and then Tom Hiddleston delivers a line right after that. I'm asking for safe passage through the anus. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Just, they just casually worked that in there. That was perfect. Oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, we already talked about Thor admiring the snakes. I love that it's a little ironic that Thor betrays Loki for once, as Loki's always trying to betray Thor when he, he sticks the zapper on his neck to electrocute him. Uh, when Loki meets Korg, Loki says, you do seem like you're in desperate need of leadership. Korg goes, why, thank you. <laughs> God bless that character. Uh, Banner not transforming into the Hulk during the dive totally catches the whole theater off guard. We're like, oh my gosh, is he dead? It's so funny. Love this line. A wise king never seeks out war, but must always be ready for it. Um... Let's see, let's see. Uh, Thor and Odin's exchange about not needing the hammer to, to kind of really harness his power, even though that's what its purpose was originally, which really evolves Thor's character into Infinity War with one of my favorite movements in the, the entire MCU when Thor arrives to Wakanda. Uh, I think it, a lot of it stems from that. Uh, Loki walking by and getting tempted by the Tesseract in the vault. Of course, we know now that he yeah. took it. More than tempted, yeah. Yes. I love that the question was there until we got to Infinity War. We all thought it was destroyed. Yeah, no, he's not going to walk past that thing. No That's his, his baby, right? And we got a whole series dedicated on it on Disney Plus now. Uh, this is madness. Oh. Go ahead, JT. Oh, real quick. So as far as the vault, and you mentioned earlier, as far as the gauntlet, and I think I saw this. Somebody saw it on Reddit or something like that. But isn't it interesting that Thanos really went for it once Odin was kind of out of the picture? Like once Loki came out of the picture, it seemed like he really started pushing for the stones, like hardcore, obviously, with Infinity War. Sure. I, I just had this deep feeling and, and agree with the post more so than anything that, you know, Thanos feared Odin. As soon as he was out of the picture, he's like, all right, it's time to go. And he did his thing. So makes sense. I, I could see that. You know, time to execute the plan, so to speak. Right. Uh, Thor says, uh, this is madness which is a little bit of a callback to uh, the Avengers when he, he says it above the, the tower as Loki sees the, the Ch- Chitauri invasion on New York City. Uh, Korg saying, all oh, the foundations are gone is just one last beautiful Korg moment as he's talking there with Meek, who he thinks is dead. Uh, and then the last note I have is, holy crap, that mid credit scene. I knew it was intense when I was watching the movie for the first time. But after seeing Infinity War, it's Dude. really intense. Right. Oh, it's like yeah. it's almost like, wow, all of this was for nothing. Like fifty percent of nothing. <laughs> but like, damn, right. it's about to go down. Dude, like was was there any question to you guys that that was Thanos' ship? Oh no, yeah, no, not at all. Oh, I knew right away. Oh yeah. Okay, same here. I was in discussions where they're like, that's that's Thanos, right? Like maybe I'm like, has to be. We're two movies away from well, one really now from infinity war like that this has to happen thanos has not been present he's been behind the scenes they've got to do something they've got to show something and that was it and immediately every time i see that now it takes me back to the opening crawl as a crawl the opening montage in infinity war as you hear the radio is calling for help and it's just it's like it's man it's heavy it's, it's, i remember man. calling my brother like i don't know quite a few hours after we watched it in theaters. And I was like, can you imagine if Thanos showed like 10 minutes earlier? It'd be Hela, Searcher, and Thanos going 
each other for, for like 30 minutes probably. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's intense that that initial call or the radio call out. Insane. Oh, it's just gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. yeah, goosebumps for real. I just I can't believe we're we're almost here. Infinity War just. I've not watched anything MCU. It's been a long time since we started the show. We had a big hiatus, and I was so overdue to watch that movie to watch Endgame, Black Panther next week. Holy crap! I just i i got a, i got a lot to, to to talk about here. Uh, so thanks again for sticking with us through this. I know I ramble on about Ragnarok, but it, again, it is near and dear to my heart. Thank you, Taika. Thank you, Hemsworth and crew. Guys, we're gonna rank. We're gonna reveal our our new rankings for the the MCU reviewed. First off. John, why don't you take us through? Let's let's see the results of the poll. Uh, we can recap where the rankings were, and then if I was successful or not with my snap. Okay, so we got the rankings up here. Um, so this was as of last week, pre-snap. Uh, number one, Captain America: Civil War. Number two, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number five, The Avengers. Number six. Avengers Age of Ultron, number seven, Captain America Winter Soldier, number eight, Iron Man, nine, Iron Man 3, 10, Ant-Man, 11, Doctor Strange, 12, Iron Man 2, 13, Captain America, the first Avenger, 14, Thor, 15, Thor the Dark World, number 24, The Incredible Hulk. So after the snap, so to another refresher, Josiah was not happy that John and I put <coughs> Spider-Man Homecoming ahead of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So we used this first snap, one of three, got two left. So we put up a poll on twitter.com uh, at twitter.com slash the underscore geekiverse. Did the people agree, uh, John and Joe? No, they didn't. I don't have to drag anything around here. Joe, do you have the numbers? Uh, do you have the results? What well, it, it was close-ish, right? Like it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a blowout. Yep, bear with me one second here. It, yeah, I'm gonna just. I, I want to say we're talking like 53 to like 47. It was pretty close, but like it wasn't that close. <sighs> you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I, I, I didn't have much of a doubt. I just like we talked about it a little bit towards the end of the episode uh, when you made that snap. I, I just don't think people. When they think about Guardians, I feel like they just think about the first one. And I think they don't think as fondly about Guardians 2 as maybe they did when it first came out and they or maybe they haven't rewatched it, whatever. I just feel like people think about Guardians as the first one, so they just aren't aren't as favorable about it. And people really love Homecoming. Well, I gotta say, I figured it really truly could go either way. And I can't be mad about Spider-Man Homecoming. It's a great movie. I love it. But love Guardians 2 more. And a lot of people Almost half agreed with me. So almost of our half. poll results, almost half. Not the half I needed. Or, you know, but uh, 52.2% to 47.8. Oh, yeah, Very close. close. That's a close poll. It's close. So, so almost close. 52 to 48 if you're talking about a divide on Twitter. Right. Thank you to those who stuck with me for, for that one. I, I would appreciate some distance now on this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's... It's fine. I can't be pissed about it. I thought I was going to get there. Uh, Spider-Man got out. If, if you watched along for the 48 hours, Spider-Man got off to a really, really good start. It did. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got no chance here. But then Guardians pulled ahead. I was like, oh boy, I just got to get this to the garage. Then I woke up the next morning and, and, and Spider-Man was back in the lead and it was kind of neck and neck and I never got back there. So, and then it, John's stag, people, oh my gosh, John, it was like, yeah, it was fun. if I wanted to meet Meet people. First of all, incredible time. All of the Geekiverse was there. 
uh, JT and I were on just a bender kind of a hot streak there with What's beer pong there? towards the end of the night. Uh, no, no, no. We weren't. You were, sir, Mr. Steph Curry, Chef Curry. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I lost my partner. So I, was, I got stuck with Angel for a little while, so that was tough. But I, I was I was three and a half <laughs> partner until until he had to go play cornhole, whatever. John was <laughs> in the exact right zone. You kind of get there sometimes, right? And John was there because he would just be at like this right corner angle and just sink him. But my first game was against JT. I was playing with Tim. Tim uh, from Geekiverse was on my team. I sank the first four. Do, do, like I've, I'll never be more epic than that in, in beer pong because I was talking to our, our friend Kyle and I, I'm turning to him and I'm just like, yep, and uh, so uh, Spider-Man. So it was just hysterical. Just knock him uh, down. But <laughs> where I wanted to go with this conversation was that if I wanted to, like, I just dropped the bomb that I was talking about Guardians and Spider-Man. And then the next thing you know, there's like seven people surrounding JT and I as we're eating. Mm-hmm. And we're just got into this deep dive discussion. Some people are playing cornhole out front, but man, we were we were talking Spider-Man and Guardian. It was uh it was a good group of guys. Happy to, to meet a lot. I had, of them. had to go play, uh, play cornhole and I go, hold this conversation. I'll be right back. And we didn't get to have <laughs> yeah. you guys probably did. I, I didn't get we, to come we back legit though. stopped, JT. I think most of us <laughs> got up and went out front to watch the game. Nice, but, nice. Uh Hey, it's all good. It's all good. Spider-Man, thanks a lot. The people have spoken. The people have spoken. You hate to see it. All right. Let's get to wrecking Ragnarok. I'm in a tough spot personally with this right now, to be honest. Like, I I have never struggled with my ranking more than this week in terms of just where I think I would, I would, I'm going to end up. Um, Buckle up, baby. I'm buckling up. This might be the first time. No, I'm not going to go there. Um, all right, so let's start with a fair spot for this. I think, I think a very fair spot would be to start ahead of Iron Man. I just know John loves Winter Soldier, so I just have to make sure it's there for him. <laughs> so we've got we've got Winter Soldier. You can start it. You can start it above that. Above that. Okay. Above that. If, right. if it's because of me, you start it above that. Okay. I oh. Josiah said, no, I don't want to start it anywhere. He's just gone. <laughs> he said, he's just ghosted. Number zero. He'll be back quick. When, when he drops out, he's back real quick. So I'm, I'm confident we don't have to stop the recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, it, when, when Josiah like fully drops out, I know he's going to be back quick. So, Joe, we didn't even cut there because I knew you were coming right back. Knew you were coming right back. When, when you freeze. It's been a rough issue? Discord night. It's been a very rough I'm Discord so- night. We're going to try. This, might, this is going to be the only one that the people will know about because I'm leaving that in because I knew you were coming back. Yeah. But there's like three or four edits we have to make because Discord's just not having a good night with us. Um, but if, John, if you're. If you're I, I, I guess I'd be safe to start ahead of Avengers, right? Right, right, have, right, right below <sighs> Guardians 1. I, that's where I'm pretty confident we can start, right? Like a. Wow. A, I think we talked about this last week. Again, it's a starting point. Ultron's Ultron's super high up, in my personal opinion, right? But I know things currently above Ultron should not be where they are, in my opinion, as well. So, yes, I'm okay with it being above Avengers. Got it. Same. So, so all things considered, you wouldn't put it above Ultron? No. Oh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, I think, like, every... Every passing moment, I'm getting there with you that I think I might enjoy Ultron more than the original Avengers movie. It's set in stone. I made my decision, and that's that's the way it is. But like, I love right. Ultron. But for me, I'm kind of like, surprised that we didn't list it above Avengers. The more we talk about it, 
yeah, it, it's it is what it is. We'll go. We, we, we go, go back, back and we can go back and listen to it and see what happened. But like for me, it doesn't it doesn't even matter because they're neck and neck. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't put Avengers above oh. Guardians at four. You know, so like so, so yeah, to me, so it I really matters. They're in a perfect they're in a perfect spot. I, I I attempted to get that up there because I had other intent as well in the future, but right. that didn't happen. So yeah. uh, those, those two movies are touching. Well, I think we're gonna have two more Avengers movies touching. Just, well, that, just say no, that's a that's I, a prediction right there because just say it. I don't know. We can talk about that later. We'll get there when but we get there. But I'm not. We'll get there in a few months. We'll get there <laughs> when we get there. Um, okay, so yeah, we start we start ahead of Avengers. So we'll, we'll put it right below Guardians, and we'll, we'll go from there, right? So I'm we're all we're all in agreement, right? Yes, yep. Above Avengers. So I'm just gonna move everything around for the visual people, so we can see what we have. Again, this is just a starting point. We're gonna vote it to see how high we can get it. Yeah, I'm going to say that all these movies I love, as I've said, to varying degrees. In this, this top five now, Ragnarok as it sits at five. Right. Anything here, I'm not mad about. But, and but, I could, on a different day, you could tell me one's above another, but these sure. are officially official. So we got to stick well, with it. Unofficially, Thor Ragnarok is currently slotted at five. Let's get official about it. Huh? Who, who, who would go ahead, ahead of Guardians? Yes. John. Joe? Me as well. You as well. This is where I like I really get tough with it. Because I slept on this last night. I'm like Do I put it above Guardians? It, I've been so, the Guardians so, guy. So I don't matter, right? So like you guys have already you guys have already decided you're gonna you're gonna progress this movie. But like just for the record, I wouldn't do it. And that's so tough. That's so tough for me to to not after the after we just gushed about this movie. And to me, it's when, it, when I, I get back and I'll get, I'll get this out of the way because I'm done speaking about this because I've officially drawn out of the race. It's you two now. But when, when I think about comedy and style and all that stuff done well in the MCU, I think about Guardians. And I, I think that I, we give, a, we give uh, Thor Ragnarok a lot of credit and, and justly, justly so for saving the Thor character. But I almost wonder if that's just like a little too much of the formula because... I said it before. I don't love Hela. I don't love that storyline. I don't. I don't want to be a part of that fight that much, right? Like I love being back on. Uh, is it Sakara? I always forget the name of that planet. That sounds right. But like I, I like the colors and I like the jokes and stuff like that. And I love so much what they did with reinventing that that character. And I love that we got another comedy in the MCU. But personally, I just feel like the Guardians films do it a little better. So I wouldn't go further, but you guys do. So. John, does it change your mind down the road? This is really hypothetical. Sure. If they recapture the magic for Love and Thunder. I, like, if I'll, they can do it twice. I'll tell you when we talk about when we do the MCU reviewed part two and we watch these all again and rank them again. Not going to happen, but um, yeah, maybe maybe it will. I don't know. But uh, for me, yeah, I, I don't go ahead of Guardians just because like those two films, Guardians are the style and the comedy for me when it comes to the MCU. And man, Thor Ragnarok is damn close, but again, it's on you guys now. You said you said yes. So do either of you put it ahead of Guardians Volume 2? Yes. I do. Ooh, we're moving on up. <laughs> so now now that I'm not mad about, because like to me, Guardians 1 and 2 are like they're neck and neck, same movie, and like in my in my eyes, same value. So like if you're if you're going ahead of one, you better go ahead of two, in my opinion. Um this is where I there was no conversation for me personally. I would I would have dropped out of the race hundred percent. I I wouldn't even have to think about it. But do you guys think that it's better than Spider Man Homecoming? Yes. 
<laughs> so do I. Yeah. Like, you guys go. I, I, I'm so far in the camp of like, I can't be mad because I expected this. So now it's sitting at two. Do either oh. of you put it ahead of Captain America Civil War? This is really hard for me. I got to say before JT talks, I, uh, uh, man, it's hard for me to sit back on Ragnarok at all. And I couldn't be mad at anyone for saying Spider-Man Homecoming is a better movie. Uh, or, I mean, the Guardians movies. On any given day, I probably have those ranked higher, right? Like, uh, that's what I love. But this movie just resonates so so much with me. I, that's my two cents before I put my vote in. JT, but... I'll give a quick two cents, too. So as far as um, what I talked about for my movie experience, like, I, I came in there with literally bare minimum expectations period and they exceeded that obviously it's so simple to see that but exceeded that right away knowing is one of the top movies i'm putting it above civil war too i'm going ahead with it wow that's not i don't know where joe is that's not crazy i don't know where joe is with it but i'm putting it above civil war snap it away john if you have to but uh, joe it depends on you obviously though to get it there but ladies and gentlemen a bold statement has just been made by, by Mr. JT. Um, and I need to echo that sentiment and, oh, and bring it to number one. Baby. Baby. A new <laughs> number one. Wow. My yeah. boy, Joe. Come I, on. <laughs> dude, I, 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 I totally expected this to be in the top three. I, I expected that. And like, I, I'm not surprised at all. It's such a good movie, man. Like my my critiques with it aren't even really critiques. It's just that like I have a, a little bit a little bit different of a preference, right? Like we are, we are at the point where there's so many good movies, and like there's gonna be some ones to get mad over for me, maybe. But this is not one of you, them. You you know where it might have come down, at least for me and and Joe, you might agree. You like your least favorite thing was Hella. I actually liked her. May, that may have been the exact difference to put it to the number one for, for maybe you, for you too. Because that's the only thing that could be kind of debatable, right? And it, it, they, we talked about people's preference as far as the comedy and things like that. That's different. Um, we all love that, right? It's just the one thing that we kind of disagreed on was maybe the hella part. I loved it. I love the history of, of, of uh, Ragnarok shown, Odin shown, all through Hela. I thought she played an important role. And uh, and it pushed it to number one for me. I'm not specifically thinking back, obviously, to my to my rewatch or, or that, but obviously this discussion for sure. I, I put it number one. Right. I never thought we'd get there with this. I knew it would be high. I was confident we'd get it to the top three, but man, can't wait to see the internet backlash on this. Right. Bring it I, on, everybody! I don't think we're gonna see it, man. I think this is one of the like I, I speak a lot about like w- w- the the Monday Monday morning quarterback uh, opinions of these films. I think Thor Ragnarok is one where it's like people think very highly of this movie. It, 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 I don't think people a lot of people rewatch these like we do, where like, you know constantly changing your opinions. I think Thor Ragnarok is one where like you I, you couldn't unsnap. I couldn't win a snap on this movie. I don't think I I don't think I'd win with Civil War or Homecoming or Guardians. I don't. I think I'd get blown out of the water with any snap with this movie, just because it's it's that good. And it just you know you think about you think about Ragnarok and you just smile, man. Like it's just it's one of those movies. I'll, I'll I mean, put it this way: the, the the top five. I wouldn't be mad at any of us if we put any of those number one. Same. Maybe Civil War. Civil War needs to stay up there for the most part, but the, in the top five, we have a great top five going. That's my opinion. 
I mean, it's so amazing to see that we have Ragnarok number one and in two of the bottom three spots, the other two Thor movies. That's how good this movie is. It's, it's crazy. I, it's not that the, necessarily there were low expectations, but it's that any expectations were drastically blown out of the water for this movie. Right. That, um, that plays a part for sure. And it should. And, it's, not, you know, it's not cheap. It's not like, you know, those are fair points. Are, it's such an amazing standalone movie, despite having nice ramifications for this character in the late the uh, the preceding Avengers movies. When we we do the snap, we have a a Twitter poll, right? All we ask is, what's the b- the better movie, right? So yeah, that's it. That's where I'm at with this. To me, I'm like I would rather I, Ragnarok. I would. That's like my my island movie watch this constantly on repeat if i could watch one movie pretty much for the rest of my life i would say maybe notwithstanding a, a you know like a force awakens but man it's there and guys yeah. we did it we did yeah. it super excited that's always my best uh, uh, go ahead, john oh great just just speaking of a snap uh i want to oh snap my winter god soldier. he's wasting them all winters you reminded me i want winter soldier above ultron he's just tossing I, I, i'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna go for it Oh, I, my. Think, I think I, th- I think, I think this win there. I think I'm gonna win there, and you know what? You want? I feel like Winter every episode, Soldier. you guys always. I want Winter Soldier above Ultron. You're, it's gonna be a landslide. You're gonna you're gonna absolutely yeah. You're gonna that's I, I, we might as well I, move it, but we're gonna yeah, just, we'll, we'll certainly have the poll, but that's gonna be a landslide. I think I think I want to do it because not to predict another snap, but just either way, I, I want it above Ultron. I, I'm 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 thinking strategically here for, for a reason. And you guys raved about Ult- or Winter Soldier right away. My first, I think my first episode with you guys. Um, I, I got to move it up. I, I just know where it's going. It's going to keep falling and I can't have it go too far. So I, I got to do it. I'm snapping. So it. It's smart. I mean, we know, Joe, we, you and I know we're in the minority in, in not thinking at this point, I guess, like Winter Soldier's not a, a top five for us it's not a top tier we it's a great movie it's a very good movie but and I, and I recognize and i've said this like you know five episodes we've talked about this i recognize why people love it that stuff doesn't hit for me so it's i mean right right now it's seven and we have well right now it's eight right currently yes after oh, i'm sorry, after I'm sorry. yep after uh, yep, so I, I can't i cannot live with myself this winter shoulder does not stay in the top 10 so i'm snapping it that's I think is brilliant because Infinity War, Endgame. Let's be real; those are going to be in the top ten. I'm doing it nice and early. I got to go, keep the top ten. You know, there's Black Panther in there. I think that's very likely in this top ten as well. And then you got some wild cards after that in Captain Marvel and Ant Man and the Wasp that I don't know where they're going to land. But far from home, guys. Far from home. We're talking to a Spider Man fan here. Far from home as well. Oh my gosh, how could I forget? I was trying to think. I'm like, what was after Endgame? Yeah, there it is. So, Winter Soldier, man. I don't know what I. I love these rankings. I love them so much. Good, yeah. good call, JT. That's, that's very strategic snap. of you. That's a yes. good snap. Yeah, that's. I like it. Ones I, I like told myself. I told myself when Winter Soldier was so low, I was like, I, I gotta find a way to sneak this in top ten, no matter what. That's I, I don't know if I am because we just talked about what four other movies are still got to rank. So, um, man, this is we got to get Dell on. Yeah, right. to help me or something. It's great. <laughs> you're, you're he, not, he loves Winter Soldier, from my understanding. The right? help. You won't need the help, dude. Like this is gonna and, be. I'm talking to keep it top ten in the future too. Oh yeah, we, who we knows? Got, we got we got other goals here, baby. We got other Del, goals here. 
had Dell gotten involved with the Guardians versus Spider-Man debate, I think that I might have gotten the few extra votes I needed. But he didn't. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, okay. just back to the way this ranking works. Like, if if it was so, I I I held out my vote for getting uh, Ragnarok above the Guardians movies, right? If I was part of the conversation and one of you guys said no, I could have seen myself like thinking a little harder and, and going a different way with it. That's that's how crazy these work. Like on any given day, Thor Ragnarok, I could have put ahead of both Guardians movies, but just in the moment, it didn't feel right. But it, but if the pressure was on and one of you guys said no, like I could have I could have gotten there. So who knows, man? Who knows? Just just love it, guys. Perfect. This has been an incredible episode of the mcu reviewed whether you're watching on youtube.com slash the geekiverse or wherever you listen to, uh, or stream to podcasts stream to podcasts i number i know talk so good so we got to know a new number one movie love to hear your reaction on it visit us on facebook twitter and instagram give a comment there or head to the geekiverse.com be sure to share with a friend it would go very far for us uh, good timing for a thor podcast with loki in the, the middle of its run on disney plus so hopefully that uh, that plays into the discussion a little bit there. Got to love us some Tom Hiddleston. Any closing thoughts as we get to next week's Black Panther, John? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it like leading up to this block of movies, but like we're here, man. It just it just we're we're here. We're, we've gotten Spider Man Homecoming, and we've gotten Thor Ragnarok, and Black Panthers coming up, and we have the two, you know, the two blockbuster Avenger movies coming. Like we are in the thick of it, man. I'm I'm just so excited to keep watching these movies and keep talking about them. Could not agree more. JT, wrapping thoughts as we get on to Black Panther next week. Uh, I'm just nervous. Just, just, I come on. I have, one more, I, I have one more thought before before we, we we wrap up here. So you see these two posters behind me here. So this is uh, this is Endgame, and then this one over this way is Infinity War. Oh my god, my camera's mirrored twice because everything will be backwards. But um, so those are those are both Matt Taylor prints, and I Thor Ragnarok. The aesthetic of this movie gets me so much that I am like on the hunt this matt taylor you can't so this, this doesn't do it justice the pink and the green in this are just insane i'm willing to spend a stupid amount of money for the matt taylor version of the thor ragnarok poster and don't be surprised if you see that behind me relatively soon just saying oh all right okay 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 I, I like where your head's at i'm gonna send Let's this to you guys like it is one of the best posters i've ever seen in my life it's so cool good stuff man good oh man i can't wait to see it well, again, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the MCU Reviewed here on the Geekiverse channel. Uh, we appreciate you going along for the journey with us. Can't wait to get to Black Panther next week. Uh, one kind of note on just housekeeping for the Geekiverse. We've got some big stuff coming up in our, our lives here that's pretty awesome. Nothing bigger than uh, Baba Yaga. He's getting married in just a few weeks time. So congrats to him. Of course, but we are going to record Black Panther next week. And the plan is probably the week after that uh, to get in one more episode just prior to the wedding, uh, which would be the return to the big screen here. We've got Black Widow. So we are going to go out of chronological order to get that one in while it's fresh and hot. Hope you'll uh, come back for that one. As soon as we record that one, we're taking just a little bit of a hiatus, just a few weeks time, and we're going to hit you back in August. Uh, probably, uh, right? I would imagine, with a, a Loki recap, as we've done for the other two Disney Plus series. Right. And then it is all on, hands on deck, as we get into Infinity War. 
So we'd appreciate you uh, going along for that journey. Give us a little bit of time there. We appreciate you. And thank you again for all of the listens that you, you gave us last week on the Spider-Man Homecoming episode. For John and JT, thank you to Fantastic and Del Reed for sponsoring the episode. I'm Josiah. We will catch you all very soon. Have a wonderful day.